Welcome to Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry, a podcast dedicated to changing the way women eat to lose weight so they can feel their hottest. I'm your host, Lauren Hubert, former fad dieter turned registered dietitian. Each week, I'll share all of my favorite healthy eating tips and swaps, help you through frustrations on your journey, and show you the science behind losing weight. Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry is here to make weight loss simple, fun, and easy to stick to for life. Hello, my beautiful people. Welcome back to Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry. I'm your host, Lauren Hubert, and today we are joined by one of my incredible clients who did start her journey inside of the Hot and Healthy membership, but she is actually a 90-day Fit Bay Body client as we are recording this episode. Okay, before we dive into anything, we have Allie here in the room. For you guys to understand, Allie started her journey inside the Hot and Healthy membership. Literally, her story is incredible because basically there was this moment where Allie posted this really, really thoughtful response. And basically in the membership, she had posted something with the title, I am embarrassed. I am not holding myself accountable. That's the first thing I saw when I saw this message. And she wrote this thoughtful post, wanted to connect with other women in the community, really share where she was at, where she felt. And also see if other women felt the same. Um, she was really struggling with being consistent and she was just so embarrassed because she'd go through these really highs of motivation, these really lows of motivation. And she really, you know, for context, she understood what she needed to do. She understood TSN. She'd gone through the programming and she really had a grasp on what it was going to take to achieve her goals. But the toughest part for Ali was actually doing it. She could understand everything she needed to do, but there was just something really deep down inside of her that was holding back from doing it. And when she did try to do it, she found out that she just wasn't able to really stick to it and really do it in a way that was going to be necessary for her to get to her goal. So, you know, now she's over 10 pounds down. We're going to talk about it in today's episode. And without further ado, welcome Allie. Thank you, Lauren, so much. Okay, Allie, I'm literally so pumped to have you here. I want to time travel back to that point in time where you felt so discouraged, so uncomfortable, embarrassed. You wrote this post in the membership. And, you know, I want to talk about the struggles that I haven't mentioned thus far. What was going on behind the scenes that led you to the shame and embarrassment and ultimately writing this post? That whole kind of portion of my journey was very internalized for me. And I think it kind of is just stemming from I am just somebody who does not ask for help. You know, if I'm reaching out for like outside resources, that's a a huge thing for me. So just even having the courage to go and post that was a huge turning point in my journey. I think leading up to that point, I was, you know, in the membership and I was doing all of that. And then I kept getting the the weekly win reminders, you know, the emails that you send out every Friday. And it's like, okay, let's let's reflect on the week for just a couple minutes and see if anything happens. And then, you know, just weeks continue to pass by. And I realized I wasn't actually trying. I wasn't taking advantage of the opportunity that, you know, I had signed up for with the membership and with your support and coaching and all of that. And you know, it was just kind of like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? You know, what's the point of even being a part of the membership and a part of this community if I'm not going to take advantage of the resources that I have? I'm not going to take it seriously. I'm not holding myself accountable, you know, and I was just kind of hiding from everything, you know, like I had reached out as, you know, resource. I joined the membership as kind of, you know, a supportive resource to help get me started and I think I can do everything myself. I'm a very, you know, self-sufficient, independent person. And so just the fact that I had realized like 
it's not enough for me to try to be there for myself. I needed just a tiny little bit of handholding. So I posted in the membership, like, I'm really embarrassed. I'm not holding myself accountable. There's, you know, just like you said, like I was, I was hiding from everything. And it was just, it was a really hard realization, I think, to come to that moment. But it was, it was definitely something that I needed. And like there was a huge mindset shift. Other women can relate. You know, you reaching out, I was like, okay, somebody's, you know, here to support me. I don't have to do it by myself if I don't want to. There's no reason to be sabotaging myself in the name of just like having an ego that, you know, I have to be able to do everything on my own. That doesn't have to be the case, you know? So just kind of having the opportunity to actually post that and have it be taken so seriously by you and, you know, the rest of the membership was was really fantastic and definitely the first step of me taking my journey more seriously. And I'm on week nine now, or I guess I just finished week nine and just the past nine weeks, I have made so much more progress in this goal that I've been trying to reach for the last, you know, three, four years in just such a short amount of time. It's like, if I had just taken it more seriously from the beginning, like when I even originally signed up for the membership last summer, I just, you know, time's going to pass. I could have made so much more progress by then, but that's, you know, completely beside the point, you know? So I joined the membership last July. I had made some pretty good progress in, you know, the couple months after that, you know, through September. And then I think it was really around when the holidays hit that I was just kind of like, I don't have time to take care of myself. There's, There's too much going on. I don't, you know, have the time to be able to really dive into this and, you know, set some goals, take care of myself, reach those goals, you know, completely shift everything in my life to be able to do this. And, you know, looking back, it wasn't even that dramatic of a shift, but my mind, I was just blocking it, thinking like, oh, I'm going to have to overhaul my entire life completely to get to where I want to go, which absolutely was not the case. You know, what's really crazy, Allie, hitting rock bottom this way and writing this post literally changed the entire trajectory of your weight loss journey. Like, let's sit on that for a second. That's literally crazy that one post, one pivotal moment of struggle literally changed everything for you. And it is so iconic. You know, seeing women struggle, it's really easy to write a post and reach out, right? But there was something that really clicked within you that made you realize you are capable of success and that you did want to take it to the next level. And literally when I had reached out to you, Allie, you immediately took the bite. Like you were like, yeah, this is actually what I need. I'm so glad you're saying it. And knowing you were so ready to make a change, I know change still isn't easy though. So regarding the work that you were avoiding, what was so difficult about addressing what was actually getting you stuck? Well, I have had just a terrible you know, relationship with myself, my body, you know, image, food, all of that, but, you know, the whole shebang was just, you know, not really good for me for as long as I can remember. And so I've had a lot of conversations with myself. I did a lot of journaling, kind of trying to take a little bit of an internal reflection and be like, why is this not something that I feel like I can achieve? You know, I really think that I was getting in my own way a lot and just, thinking about, you know, all of the work that needed to be done, it was like, okay, if I'm trying to lose 
20, 30 pounds or whatever my ultimate goal is. Like, obviously I'm trying to take it in bite-sized pieces because every little bit is a win. But, you know, if my goal is something that's so much larger than that, I'm looking at that and it's like standing at the base of a mountain, you know, I'm just, there's, there's so much that needs to be done to ultimately get there. And it's like, how can I start? And why is it even worth it for me to be doing that? Why am I somebody who can achieve that and who can, you know, who deserves to accomplish those things. I think that that was something that was really kind of challenging for me to even realize was that, you know, you deserve this. You can go and achieve whatever it is that you want. You just have to get behind yourself and believe in yourself. And that was something that I had to do before I started this journey to really, you know, make it work for me. Yeah, you know, it's really tough too because when you're heavier and you're in an uncomfortable body that you don't feel at home in, you might be confident, successful, and happy and genuinely love yourself. But then there's this one piece that's really holding you back from feeling and being able to fully love yourself and just fully be so freaking confident, happy, and proud of how you look. And of course, your health is a part of this. Your confidence and your health do go hand in hand. They do go together. It sounds like the mental piece was this really toughest part that you were grappling with. And regardless of what any habits were, you were feeling like crap and shit about yourself. And you really needed to get clear on what needed to change within you to be able to change other habits, of course, but also change your life. So when you think back to what your diet was like before and some of like the changes that you've made over this time, what was your diet like before? And I'd also love to talk about the specific habits, portion sizes, and like really things in your diet that you have changed to help you lose over 10 pounds. I mean, I've always been very, you know, healthy, very health oriented. So like making some of those swaps hasn't always, you know, that wasn't necessarily the difficult part, but within the membership weekends were kind of my Achilles heel a little bit, you know, everybody, it's so easy to be so good during the week. You know, you have breakfast, you go to work, you pack your lunch, you have this planned dinner, you know, it's all there Monday through Thursday, sometimes Friday, if it's a good week, (laughs) you know, like that staying on track there was, was really easy. Um, It was just when it came to the weekends or, you know, a night out with friends or date night, like it was, it was challenging because it's like, for some reason, I had this attachment. And maybe it's because we were deprived of being able to do anything social for like two years that now suddenly, (laughs) there was so much weight on any type of social interaction. It's like, oh my god, we're going to dinner, let's have a bottle of wine and some cocktails and all of the appetizers and getting all the sides and I'm gonna have a steak. And it was just, it started to snowball, you know, and then I come home from those nights out and it's like, okay, we're going to start again tomorrow. Let's jump on the scale. And suddenly it's like, you know, five pounds up really just in water weight, but that's enough to make me be like, oh my God, okay, nothing I'm doing is working. Let's just give up. And then I'll go on another binge. Like it really was, you know, the weekends, snacking, grazing, drinks out by the pool. Like I live in Arizona. It's so nice here all the time. Like, oh, it's beautiful here in the winter, but springtime, like we are having vodka sodas at the pool and just, just hanging out. And that's, I mean, that's at least what I did. Other people are probably, you know, hiking or doing other stuff that's a little bit better than that. But you know, that's what I was doing. And I think that's a really good point because in the beginning, when you're not seeing any bit of confidence or success on the scale, you really 
can't put your self-worth and confidence in the scale. And then when you keep losing and regaining, it makes you consistently feel like you're failing. And so you're never really building momentum. And when you feel like you're failing, even if you're not failing, you aren't going to show up as the best version of yourself. And it's really just going to get you discouraged and want to give up. So it sounds like every week you were doing so well, but then the weekends would kind of just set you 10 steps back. And ultimately you were kind of at break even and you weren't making progress. Yeah, no, it totally bit me in the ass. And I would log my weight sometimes because I'm just like, okay, I'll just have a data point, you know, and you're always saying that like numbers on the scale, it's it's data points, which has been great to kind of separate any type of, you know, mindset blockage from being able to get on the scale. But occasionally I'd log it and, you know, it's like my weight would just fluctuate so much that I just had no concrete idea of what I actually weighed, what even direction I was going in. And it ended up when I joined the membership in July, I lost like three or five pounds initially, you know, within those first couple of months. It was really slow, but it happened. And then just on my fitness pal, you can see this huge spike from the holidays. And then it's like, (laughs) I really reached my breaking point there. I weighed 165 And that's when I was like, all right, this has got to stop. Like I've been slightly heavier before. I think my heaviest was like 172 one day. And I was like, what even is this? But, you know, finally having that like, all right, I'm I'm done with this. Like, let's do something about this. I know I'm not happy. Nothing's going to change unless I, you know, really take charge of it and, you know, reach out to the resources that I actually have and, you know, kind of go for it from there. And Now I'm like 13 pounds down, which is really, really exciting. So that's not something I thought I could achieve, you know, even just a few months ago. Yeah. And not that it matters, but it's been what, like nine full weeks for you and you're 13 pounds down in nine weeks. That is iconic. That is literally such incredible progress. And I just hope everyone listening to this doesn't just focus on the 13 pounds down in nine weeks, but focuses on the fact of what Allie is describing, which is all of the struggle, girlfriend, you have struggled with. And it was that one decision that literally changed everything. One decision can truly change your life. You know, but you bring up a really good point because the scale is feedback. And there are kind of two situations that happen um, because obviously scale fluctuations are normal. But if every weekend you're constantly gaining the weight back from the week, you're going up and down, up and down and not seeing any movement, you're at like a net zero for weight loss. That does mean the weekends are s- sabotaging you ultimately. And that also means something needs to tweak and change. But what also is important too is it's not about being so perfect every meal at home, but it's like, how can we make swaps or just plan out a little bit more, which I know we've talked a lot about, Allie, but like, how can we have a little bit more intention with how the weekend is and understand that scale fluctuations happen, but also not let the scale dictate so much of our self-worth, but ultimately using the data as feedback because, you know, if you're not making progress, the scale is going to show you that. And that's a really important piece of information. So we can ultimately make the progress we want to see. What were some of the specific things in your diet, maybe like eating out on the weekends that you really changed inside of 90 day fit Bay body to lose this 13 pounds? Honestly, a huge part of it for me was alcohol. Um, just, you know, I, I love having a little drink. Wait, I'm so glad you're saying this on the show because I feel like there's a lot of people that talk about weight loss being perfect portions. Look at these awesome salads that I'm making, like all of these really healthful foods, 
But I love showcasing women that are my real clients and real women and real people like myself where we're real. Like we like a little drink. We like to go out to eat and we can make swaps and adjustments, but it's not about giving up our identity of how we live our lives. And, you know, we can't have it all and then some, but we can have some of fun and balance in there. And most importantly, I love that you're bringing up alcohol because I know so many women are also wondering about how alcohol fits into all this too. Yeah. Yeah. So just being able to kind of identify like, what's something that works for me? Like, where can I make these swaps and still, you know, not feel like I'm missing out? You know, I'd actually kind of realized like, I might be drinking a little bit too much where it's like really kind of starting to impact my health, my quality of life. And, um, you know, just, I was constantly just being social all the time and stuff. And so that's something that, you know, me and all of my friends can really come together over is just a good old fashioned happy hour. That doesn't have to be the whole thing. You know, I can still go and have a good time and have, you know, a cocktail and it's fine. I don't need to have like four drinks on a Tuesday evening. And so having, you know, that kind of mindset shift where it was like, this isn't taking away from my life really at all. You know, I'm just kind of prioritizing things that are more important, which is, you know, just how I feel in general. You know, when I do go out and, you know, I'll have a couple drinks every week and stuff. We'll, you know, my boyfriend and I will go on date nights and stuff and I'll have a glass of wine or two. And, you know, it's like, that's, that's my drinks for the week. And I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. And really just having a drink that, you know, I know that I like when I go out and that I can get everywhere. For me, it was Deep Eddie's lemon, vodka, and soda. And so it's like, that's, that's a really good cocktail. It's refreshing. It's very low calorie, like 100 calories, I think, for one. And, you know, that's a good drink to have. Everywhere has it. You don't have to get this, like, complicated diet situation, you know, where you're really being like, oh, why am I ordering that? You know, this is something that you like. It's all about, you know, finding stuff that you like and making sure that it's things that are going to be sustainable swaps for just kind of your lifelong journey, I guess, because, you know, we're all looking for this to be sustainable and for it to continue to stay off. So just find stuff that you like. What were some of the things you did, especially when it comes to going out to eat that helped you lose over 10 pounds, but also not give up your social life? My biggest thing is to pre-log the food. So I, you know, there were a couple of times in my time in 90 days that it was, you know, like, oh, I didn't pre-log when I went out and now suddenly I have no tangible concept of what I actually ate. So making sure that you're taking a look at the menu, pre-logging all of that before you go out. Like every time I go to a restaurant, I really don't even have to look at the menu because I looked at it before I pre-logged what I wanted. Maybe I'll take a peek around just in case, you know, something else fun grabs my eye that is, you know, what I feel similar to what I was going to get anyway. But just making sure that you're kind of peeking into the future a little bit at what that's going to look like for you, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the week, you know, things like that. And the weekly averages, I think were really key here because it did give me just enough wiggle room kind of on the weekends where I knew that it was, you know, likely that I was going to want to have a little bit of fun and stuff and really just enjoy myself because it's life and you only live it once. But, you know, you're still trying to be in a place where you you know, are happy with, you know, your life and what you're doing. So just making sure that 
everything that you have, you know, done over the weekend is something that at the end of the week, you know, you're still proud of and that you're not feeling like you have to sacrifice stuff for days after, you know, that one meal in order to make it feel like, oh, everything fit, but, you know, you're eating only a thousand calories, you know, for the next couple of days because you overdid it on the weekend. And it's like, it's all about, you know, just kind of having balance, but definitely looking at menus and um, planning and logging ahead. But also all of the meals outside of that do kind of what you would normally do. If there's things that you can pull out of that, like I like to have crackers with my lunch. If I know I'm going to have a larger dinner, I'll just, I won't have the crackers. So that, you know, kind of gives me a little bit more wiggle room when it comes to other meals during the day. But just planning ahead, I think, is really just the big one. Honestly, when you have a plan, you're going to increase your likelihood of hitting your targets. And I'm even sitting here thinking, Allie, like your plan really didn't change very much. It's not like we gave you some radical new calorie number. In fact, I literally, if I remember correctly, we literally gave you the same targets. Like it wasn't like our calculations were ever wrong in the membership. They're not right. Like we're great at it, but it literally was the same. And it was really more about the radical responsibility that you had to take in terms of actually hitting and executing your plan. But I'm also just sitting here wanting to know the nitty gritty of what went on. But ultimately the success you've seen is because you've been able to put in work. For instance, when we think back to the beginning of 90 Day Fit Bay Body, you're coming off of this post, you were frustrated and embarrassed with yourself, totally not holding yourself accountable. And then you go to taking this radical responsibility and now you're over 10 pounds down and you know, a very short period of time in the grand scheme of things. How did you do that transition? Going from literal rock bottom, highest weight, freaking so upset with yourself to literally it's like turning on a switch, the light in the room, like you turned on that switch and you just went for it. How did you do that transition? What led to that? Yeah. I know that the first couple weeks, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this is you're just kind of on that like motivation high. It's like, all right, I'm doing this new thing. Let's just do the best that we can. And you know, that happens to me all the time. Like I'm always kind of on that motivation kick. Cause it's like, I'm just, I've been starting something new every couple of months for the last several years and nothing's freaking sticking except for this. <laughs> so, you know, we're on this motivation high and then that eventually kind of tapers off. And I think around like week three or four, it was like, all right, this is kind of my life now. I'm not on that. Like we're doing this crazy thing and you know, it's going to work this time and whatever, like that motivation has kind of died off and it's now kind of sitting just in the back of my brain. It's not really active, but you know, that all kind of tapered off. And, you know, for me, at least I was acknowledging that this was something that had to be sustainable and I needed to put myself first. And I know that in my discussion with you, like I had struggled a lot with just recognizing that at some point, what I want is important (laughs) And I can't be letting, you know, other people, you know, things on social media, like it's almost like demonizing wanting to lose weight, which I disagree with strongly. I think that if you're unhappy with how you look, you should do something about it. Granted, there are, you know, healthy and non-healthy ways of going about that. And a lot of people are looking for a quick fix. You know, what's the next pill? Can we get on Ozempic? All of that fun stuff, but it's not good for you in the long term. And so just realizing that there was a sustainable way to do it where I don't have to feel guilty and I'm allowed to want this. So let's put myself first because at the end of the day, it's just you and yourself. You know, you are the only person who knows you the way that you do. You're the only one who has to live in your body and look at it every single day. Like you owe it to yourself to like what you see. And if that's something that's achievable for you, 
go out and get it because we absolutely can. You know, Allie, you know, it's really interesting. I can remember our back and forth and we went back and forth a lot. I remember, you know, part of that feeling was you were embarrassed that you knew what you needed to do, but you just couldn't do it going through the membership. But then there's this other half where you were almost holding yourself back. That was outside of you just not putting in the quote unquote work which I do see happen a lot with women. And, you know, I know it sounds crazy in the world that we live in, but there is a lot of stigma with losing weight. And honestly, it sounds like you were kind of holding yourself back from owning 100% what your goals were instead of fully embracing it. Those were really the big things. You know, I think it was just, it had a lot to do with my own personal internal journey and just making sure that this was something that I truly felt that I deserved and could achieve. So just kind of getting to that point was really pivotal for me to just, you know, even recognize that this is, you know, I am somebody who doesn't have to identify as the person who is always struggling with their weight or always, you know, binge eating or binge drinking. Like that's, that's not who I am anymore. And so that identity shift is really a key part in my journey, I would say. But you know what? That identity shift is literally everything and then sums. And I know it sometimes sounds woo-woo, but it's truly like you have to start acting like the woman you want to become. I say this all the time to coaching clients. Ali, you know this first and foremost, but you have to actually believe you're becoming this woman. And for you to be able to shift that identity, you have to actually envision yourself being that person. So I'm really curious, Ali, did you envision yourself as the version of you when, when you lost this weight, like what that would look like and when, what that would really feel like for you? No, definitely. I mean, it was more of a, like kind of trying to picture my best version of myself or, you know, my goal me. And it wasn't even about the body or what she looks like, or, you know, the weight or whatever. It was more of how she feels and how she behaves and just day to day, what are the healthy habits that are a key part of my lifestyle that I can continue? I go to Pilates like four or five times a week. I'm constantly going on walks. Like those are things that I've just really begun to enjoy. And I think now is like a, a key part of just who I am as a person. I can't say that that was the case six months ago or even three months ago, but now it's just something where it's like I've fallen in love with the person who I know I'm going to be at the end of this and even who I am now. Like I have taken just massive strides in how I talk to myself, the way that I perceive myself. Like I'm just so much more comfortable in my body. And, you know, I'm sure some of it was the weight loss, but I really do think it's the fact that I stopped just talking shit about myself in my own head. Like I was constantly like, you can't do this, you know, exactly. I was being so mean. And I just had to stop doing that because it's not cute. It's not good for you. It's not doing anybody any favors. So just taking a look at who you want to be and what you can do to get there. And do you like her at the end of that? And if that's the case, keep doing that. You know, it's just, it's really, you do have to kind of fall in love with yourself a little bit more and not in like a self-absorbed way, but just just being like, I like her. I like what she does. I like how she lives. Like, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy to be her. And this is, you know, somebody who I just, I want to embody, you know, kind of like make a hero for yourself and, and go and try and be that. But I actually don't think it's self-absorbed because our culture sets us up to hate ourselves, pick ourselves apart as women. I mean, the majority of women I work with, we're total assholes to ourselves. Let's be real. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> it, it's interesting with what you're sharing because 
I know this isn't just the alley that loves herself because she's 13 pounds down, but you know, I, I just really knowing your story and knowing you personally, but you know, just hearing it too, you started to love yourself or at least like yourself as you started losing weight. And I think a part of it is you really forgave yourself at the beginning of your journey. So you can make a conscious effort to not hate yourself as, as you went through this process. But I agree. You don't have to love yourself at every stage or phase of the journey, but you at least have to begin to like yourself. Allie, I'm curious, can you speak to women out there that might be really nervous around losing weight because they've done a lot of fad diets before, they have a lot of fear around maintaining the weight and the progress that they've lost, and they, they don't want to revert back to this old, not confident, embarrassed, not showing up for yourself version of yourself. You know, what, what would you say to these women? Well, I think to start, the big issue with the fad diets is that it's kind of always set up to be temporary. You can't live off 1,200 calories a day for the rest of your life. That's just not how it works. Nobody wants to never eat a carb again. And then it's like all of those come with a make it or break it mindset. So, you know, the minute that you step into that fad diet, it's okay, I'm doing this for the next 30 days. And if I mess up one time, then it's over for me and I have to start over. And, you know, with your program, that's the complete opposite of, you know, what we're trying to accomplish here. How I went about just losing this weight and how I'm planning to continue to keep it off is just, you know, creating this lifestyle for yourself that is sustainable and that you can continue to do every single day. You're eating the carbs, you're having the freaking banana, as you always say, you know, you're, you're really continuing to enjoy life and not sacrifice so many things for yourself. Like, yes, it comes with shifts and sacrifices and, you know, maybe having four glasses of wine with dinners is not the move, but you can have one or two and it's not going to change anything and you'll definitely feel better the next day. So why even sabotage yourself with that third or fourth glass? I think thinking long-term about how is this choice going to impact me now and tomorrow and at the end of the week and the end of the month and whatever? What what does my body need from me? What can I give it to support it and help support my goals? And what does that look like for me at the end of the day? Where can I go? What are the things that I can accomplish to make sure that I'm really making this lifestyle that's something that I enjoy and that I can continue to do. Hell yes. Okay, ladies, this is why I wanted Allie on the show. This moment, because I always get questions around, okay, Lauren, but like maintenance, you know, it seems so hard when you lose the weight the right way. Let me tell you, like you will actually have so much confidence about keeping it off and it's not just a diet short term. And of course, you know, there's things in the short term that might have to specifically tweak and change that might not be forever things, but you know, you all will get to the point where Allie's at where, I mean, obviously maintenance might be a little bit of a transition, but it's really not as drastic as we envision it to be. So on that note, Allie, for the version of you that wasn't 13 pounds down, that isn't, you know, feeling very confident in herself, is not loving herself, is being really harsh on herself and critical and ultimately not showing up for herself, that Allie that wrote that post in the membership, you know, now knowing where you're at, what would you tell that older version of yourself to do or to change or just, just advice that you would tell her that you may have wished that you knew back when you felt that way? Well, I mean, like, I guess just it doesn't really end there, you know, like your habits became a habit because you continued to do that thing. And if, if I'm, you know, having a bad day, and one thing that I did struggle with prior to this journey was binge eating a lot, like, 
the package of the snacks, not just a bowl, would end up, you know, on the couch with me. And then that would kind of be my evening. And it's like, that's not good. It's not something I'm proud of. There's a lot of shame kind of surrounding that. And so being able to break out of that was huge for me. But even if it happens one time, it's realizing that that time does not define you and it doesn't define your journey. It's, you know, being able to move forward after that, that will define your journey. It's the fact that you don't get sucked back into it. If you can have one of those, oh, I regressed moments, but continue to pick yourself up and move on with your plan, this, you know, lifestyle that you want, if you continue to do that and not just kind of sit and wallow in it. I think the issue is that I was continuing to sit in it and then, you know, it would just kind of build up all around me and and continue to happen. But you just, you got to get out of that and really kind of give yourself space to recognize that that, you know, one instance doesn't define you and it doesn't have to continue to define you. It's, It's what happens after that and how you deal with it. So if you can get back to it right away and continue to do what you had set out to do, then I think that that's going to completely change and redefine your journey into being what you actually wanted it to be. I love that. You're making me candidly think about yesterday. I posted on my Instagram story, actually, Giannis, I believe I'm pronouncing his name correct. He's a basketball player. I'm a Celtics fan. You know, we love a little, you know, it's okay. We still love Giannis. But anyway, he got asked by a reporter, like, what do you think about the season? Would you say it's a failure, all this stuff around the playoffs and getting kicked off? And one of the comments there was, his like rebuttal back. And basically he said, if you didn't get a promotion this year, are you a failure to the reporter that had asked the question? Was that not a successful year for you? And obviously with sports, it's so cutthroat and it it can feel like life and death at times. And it's so intense, but, um, you know, whether it goes to winning championships or work, you know, you're going to have failures along the way. And I just bring this up because one of the comments I was reading, because I love reading the comments on comment sections. I'm sure you guys do that on TikTok too. But one of the comments was basically failure is different than losing. So often I feel like we feel like failures are this end destination. It's catastrophic failure. There's no coming back. There's no way out of it. Um, Where the truth is there are going to be wins on your journey. There's going to be highs. There's going to be lows. But it's those losses that actually give you character and those losses give you direction and those losses give you the lessons that are actually needed to ultimately be the stepping stones to get to the finish line. Um, You might have some losses, but that doesn't mean you're losing at weight loss. Anyway, bring this up because what you're saying reminded me of all the binging in the moment when you might get off track or something doesn't go as planned and you're just learning that this is a new lifestyle and there are going to be micro failures that are learning lessons that you can take knowledge from and information from, but ultimately, you know, there are going to be these moments where sometimes things don't go as perfectly as planned. And now you're equipped with the knowledge and power and confidence to know that failure is inevitable. It's a part of the journey, but it isn't so life and death as it pertains to your ability to lose weight and keep it off. Well, first and foremost, thank you so freaking much for being on the podcast, Allie. As we're wrapping up the show, any last minute tips, tricks, or anything that you didn't share that you're like, gosh, I think this is really going to help someone out there? I think another struggle that we didn't really touch on for me was just the fact that, you know, being honest with yourself and, you know, recognizing what it is that you're doing that might be, you know, sabotaging your goals and taking you away from ultimately what you want to accomplish. So just, you know, kind of tuning into yourself. Like I do this by journaling, but, you know, other women out there might have other means to do that, but just, taking a moment and recognizing what it is that you want to do, 
you know, how can you get there if there are tangible steps that you can take right now? And just every step of the way, being really honest with yourself on whether or not you're meeting those goals. And, you know, it's, it's an ugly process. You're not, you're not going to like it. Sometimes you're not going to like what you're seeing when you have to physically write down or physically recognize like, oh, I did not do that thing. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's going to make everything so much better when you finally are kind of open and candid with yourself. And it's like, okay, now I am doing those things. I'm being honest with myself. I'm, you know, noting all of these other things that I can improve upon and just kind of just going from there. So just as long as you're being honest with yourself, I think that that's going to be a huge part in, you know, ultimately achieving success in this. Thank you so much for being on the show, Allie. Yes. Thank you for having me, Barb. 